A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 223. Welcome to the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where psychology and business sit down to chat. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, speaker, executive coach, and consultant to entrepreneurs, leadership, and their companies. I believe psychology is the key to adapting and thriving both personally and in business. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for people searching for deeper conversation deeper insight, and deeper research on psychology and business, where weekly conversations and content spark rare and profound insight, inspiring new awareness, new analysis, and new action. It is my mission to unlock the role of psychology inside every human touchpoint in business, all aimed at simplifying and harnessing psychology principles, skills, and strategies you can learn and apply so you and your business continue to grow and thrive. Grab a proverbial seat and tune in for insightful interviews, scientific research, psychology-based frameworks and reflections, and answers to thought-provoking questions so you can learn and leverage psychology for yourself and your business. Part two of our conversation, Xander shares one practice and one principle that he uses personally and in training leadership to navigate unanticipated disruptions and challenges to transform them into growth opportunities. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout, if you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching. Lots of people say, well, if I'm not, if I don't know exactly how to do it or all the steps I have to take or whatever. But, but here's something that I can tell you. Every single person who's ever run any kind of a road race, but I'll use a marathon because that's, you know, a gold standard, right? Even the elite runners, when they toe the line, they know that they're capable of doing it, but they don't know that they're actually going to finish that race. There's so much that can happen. 
And we see that all the time. You watch the New York City Marathon, the Boston Marathon, whatever, these world marathons. And here are these people who are just top of their top of their game. And if it's not going, they pull out. Today is, is, is not my race. It's, it's too hot, too cold. Uh, I'm just not, I'm not doing it. I know that even though I was fully trained for my marathons, I, I didn't know when I stood up there whether I believed I could finish. But I also realized that there was a lot of things, there 26.2 miles. There's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And there may be stuff that goes wrong that I that just mean I can't finish no matter how badly I want. Yeah, it reminds me when when we were talking earlier about the scenic route, sometimes an unanticipated event really pushes us off the path we were on. And I think it's important, and the way I think you put it was, and onto another path. And I find that that's such an interesting and important piece here. I wanted to hear if you think that that connects in terms of sometimes it doesn't go as we expect, or sometimes we don't finish a marathon. And and those are moments where, whether it's something internal or external, really pushes us off the path that we were on. And you know, how do you think about handling that? And do you think about it as just stopping and sitting down and taking a break and getting on the same path? Or is it that we really need to be intentional and get on a different path, whatever that might look like, or something else? Well, you know, I, I think it sort of depends. I mean, there, there are those little stumbles that, that, that we have and, and perhaps you go, okay, yeah, you know, that, gee, that didn't work out um, the way I, I thought. And there's some that are obviously much bigger. Um, something outside of your, your business life happens. Hmm. That that means that you're like, I, I've got to change how I'm doing this, the way I'm doing this. Um, certainly, the pandemic has changed the way corporate America uh, is working. Mm-hmm. Right, um, th- the number of large companies that are uh, drastically reducing the size of their physical uh, brick and mortar offices hmm. because they've realized that they don't need to house, you know, 4,000 people all together. They can, they can have desks for a thousand and everyone else is able to come into the office when they need to, but they can save a lot of money on, on rent and, and mm-hmm. all of that because not people can do the same job at home. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, just from a, from a personal thing, I think um, if we're, yeah, sometimes you have to, you, it just stops you and you, and you got to sort of reassess what's going on. But the other thing is it, it is pers- perspective and it's, it's what I call the 97, three rule. Okay. And what that is, is that 97% of your day is actually really, really good. And up to 3% isn't as good. Okay. Now, obviously, there are those days where there's just lots of, there's lots of not good. I get that. But in general, our days are all pretty good. And somehow, we all focus on that 3% that didn't go right and completely ignore the 97. I talked about how I was doing counseling with high school students. And I asked them, all right. And I was trying to help 
shift their perspective of, of like what was going on in their life. And because there was so much good going on, but they seemed to ignore it. I go, all right, what's your least favorite subject? A lot of them said math. I, I could agree that was my least favorite subject in, in school too. And go, what would you do if you got a 97 on your next test? Oh my gosh, I'd be so excited. I'd, I'd be telling everyone. I'd be, I go, would you be complaining about the three points you didn't get? Are you kidding? I have a 97. I'd be, I'd be, you know, just jumping up and down. I'd be so excited. Mm-hmm. My parents would be so proud, right? And I'm like, okay. So why are you focused on the three points that you're not, the 3% in your day that isn't going right and ignoring all the rest of it that is going well, right? Perfect example. I woke up this morning. That's a good, boy, that's, that's a good start to the day. Not that I didn't think I was going to wake up, but, you know, stuff happens in life. Uh, I, I get to be here and talk with you and your audience and share this. That's really good. I'm focused on that. I forgot to turn the heat on. It's a little cold in here. I'm not going to say at the end of the day, oh, my gosh, I was cold during my podcast, right? The 3% doesn't that 3% now, need to dominate. No, no, no. Let me put it even in even easier thing. I like baseball. Okay. I'm not a rabid fan, but I like baseball and people who make it into the hall of fame have a lifetime batting average of over 300, right? That's considered hall of fame material. Now let's say you work nine hours today, but you own to be hall of fame. You only have to get three hours right today. You can get six hours completely wrong. And the three hours you got right today are hall of fame. You're you're doing great. If I only had to get it right one third of the time and still be a superstar. Wow. It's all in the perspective. It's all in how we choose to look at these things. And sometimes it can be really challenging when the way in which we, the lens through which we see it is that the difficult, uncomfortable, or the situations that didn't go as we expected are the biggest or most important part of our days, or they're all that matters. When there are so many other parts of our day and so many other things that we're doing that are going really well, or that we we are really skilled in, or we're really effectively doing, and to then compare and contrast that when it comes to being a superstar superstars you know they they kind of land maybe 30 percent of their shots which means they're missing over 70 percent of the time yeah absolutely and yet you know i mean if if, I, i don't know if is there a particular sport that 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 you like a lot hopefully it's something i know a little about but <laughs> I mean, I happen to really like swimming, but. Okay. So swimming, perfect example. Okay. There's, there's swimming in the Olympics. Okay. Uh, I actually, I, I met a guy years ago from New Zealand who was a swimmer and he got a bronze medal. And, and he said, I worked 13 years for a minute and 30 seconds which was his Olympic performance. Mm-hmm. And what the difference between his getting bronze and the fourth place and the person who came in fourth place was, you know, hundreds of a second, if not thousands, you know, mm-hmm. it was like 
whose finger was just longer, whatever, right? And think about that. The, there are, there's a pool full of people in that final. Three people get medals, but the rest of them are still Olympians. They've still achieved an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. And they might just be in there, not yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's another important or useful perspective when understanding that 3% is, is it a not yet or is it a never? Right. Absolutely. And look, acknowledge the stuff that isn't going right. Mm -hmm. But also keep it like, honestly, have an honest perspective and really celebrate all the good that is going on. It's Mm -hmm. fine to say, I wanted to uh, finish dictating this chapter for my audiobook, but I didn't get it done. However, that isn't fine. That didn't happen. But look at all the other things I accomplished today. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that. Let's have a much more positive, you know, interpretation of what's going on. Years ago, I read this book called Buddha and the Diamond Cutter, and it was about this Buddhist monk who went to work in the diamond cutting industry in New York. And I can't, I mean, I I remember about the book, but the the part that the nugget I took out of it was that in Buddhism, there's this idea that nothing is inherently good or bad. It's how we choose to interpret it. So for example, it's a beautiful sunny day here in Northern California. I think I interpret that as being a really great thing. It means I get to go outside. Someone else may say, this is horrible because we're in a drought and we really need rain. So it's horrible that the rain, the sun is out. The fact that the sun is out isn't inherently good or bad. It's how I'm choosing to view the sun being out. How important perspective is and where our perspective lies and where our choice in perspective lies is a really big piece of that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we had more time. Again, time is making fools of us. We're going to need to jump right into another couch round. Okay, no worries. Yeah, I wanted to kick that off with how big a role has psychology and your mindset played for you as an entrepreneur? Uh, it's huge. It's huge. I mean, I guess uh, because, of, because, of, because I'm a mental health professional and I really mm-hmm. understand psychology, I think it's, it's key. I love psychology. I've loved it you know, since I was a teenager. I think it's, it's, it's key. I have to remind myself all the time of all the stuff I've been talking about. Not yet. 97.3 rule, you mm-hmm. know, creating structure. I remind myself daily of these things because they are, they do help shift that perspective and go, oh, it's not all bad. Yeah. Next, looking back, how often do challenges for you or your business include an element of mindset or psychology? Every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like, I, I mean, we can easily get into the weeds of and spin on, you know, what didn't go right or what we didn't do or what we should have done, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And when I start to find myself doing that, I'm like, well, you would have, you know, I mean, just like sort of, take all the shoulda, coulda, woulda and go, you didn't. So move on, you know, mm. I can't, I don't have rewind. I can't redo that. That is what it is. And I, I think if we're, if I'm honest, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, there's struggles, there's frustration, 
but I acknowledge it and say, okay, what can I do about that? Mm-hmm. And there's the stuff I can't do anything about. Yeah. And I'm aware how much sometimes people get really stuck in a cycle or a whirlwind or they get on the merry-go-round and they struggle to get off of it where they're asking themselves, you know, why did I do that? Or why didn't I do that? Or what could I have done? And it's not always productive, even though from where I sit and the way I think about it, the way I often talk about it is that's our brain trying to help us out. It doesn't mean it's always the most effective at doing that. And we can harness that or leverage that. But at the same time, it's, it's often really challenging when these particular thoughts or reactions or even the feelings come up and we can really struggle with that. And when we're stuck in it, it can absolutely, absolutely get in the way or it it can compound on an issue that maybe didn't need to be so major, but it can kind of end up blowing that, that issue up to being much bigger than it initially was. Absolutely. And here's one of the things that I think is key. That is relying on your support network. You need to have other people that you can talk to that are your champions. You don't need negative people in your life telling you why you can't do it. Trust me, you're telling yourself all the reasons that you're not going to be successful. Yeah, you You don't need need another committee. No, you don't need another committee. You don't need an external committee. The internal committee is doing a fine job of telling you that. Um, But you need to have those people. And I, I know as an entrepreneur, there are times where I'm spinning my wheels. Oh my gosh, how, how am I going to do this? And then it dawns on me, hey, go ask for help. And I ask for help. And all of a sudden that person goes, oh yeah, here's the solution. So in like five minutes, mm-hmm. I spent two hours spinning my wheels and kicking myself for not knowing how to do this. And all I had to do was ask for help Someone else had the answer. And, you know, you're like, oh, wow, that was easy. You know, how many times have you discovered some, you know, someone says, oh, here's this tool. Oh, oh, you're having that problem. Here's this tool or this software program that's going to help you. You start to use and go, wow, I wish I would have known about that two weeks ago. I just, you know, killed myself for two weeks and mm. beat myself up along the way. Yeah, it reminds me of when you were talking about when you wanted to run a marathon and you you use the four letter word asking for help yeah right the big h word and and it's, it's so powerful and so empowering and oftentimes when we don't do that again that's us getting stuck on that merry-go-round uh that can be really challenging yeah i wanted to ask you from your perspective what is the difference between a mistake and failure a mistake is a not yet mm-hmm Failure is accepting no. Awesome. Next, what is one thing you wish you knew when you were getting started? That I didn't have to spend 22 years in the corporate world teaching other people's stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> although although I, I, I say that jokingly, there was so much that I, I learned in that and knowledge that I got and stuff that obviously helped me get to where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big scenic detour. It, it was, yeah, it was because I, I majored in history and psychology, said I was going to do counseling, and I took a 22 year detour through the corporate world and, mm-hmm. and tech. So, but yeah. I think every, I think everything honestly does our experience happen for a reason. And oftentimes it's, it's after the fact where we're able to see the forest 
versus the trees and see where that benefit, where that knowledge is, is applicable. You know, if, if we want to go back, I wish if there's one thing I really honestly wish, I wish that I had been able to take all of my exams as oral exams, because if you haven't guessed, I love to talk. Mm-hmm. I have all the knowledge, but I hate to write. So I didn't do as well in school. Mm-hmm. Best class I took in college was I had to give a two-hour lecture and I was in my element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, what is one thing that's coming up for you or your business that you're working on or excited about? Well, I'm I'm really trying to I'm trying to get out to talk to companies and groups about how you know companies can harness the epicness in their employees mm. uh, how individuals can step into their own epic how they can make epic choices to have the epic life that they want and so I'm w- working really hard because mm-hmm. I think it's such an important message right now mm. that, that people, start to, to really embrace their dreams and say, I'm going to try it. Here's the thing. If you try and fail, that's okay. You, you, you tried. That's honestly, there's so much more learning in when we don't succeed, when we struggle. Mm-hmm. That's, where the, that's where the most learning happens. If you just tried something and were instantly successful, there's not a lot of learning there because you kind of, seem to have already mastered it. It goes back to what you were saying of, Mm. if I'm not a master at it, I shouldn't do it. Mm. Well, that's a pretty boring life in my opinion. It can be a very limited life, right? Yes. Yes. I shouldn't say boring, but limited. Yes. Mm. Last question. What's one question, whether about business or leadership or anything else that you would want to have a psychologist, adaptability expert, executive coach, and business consultant answer? Um, wow, that's a good one. How can we get people to be friendlier to themselves or not so, so mean to themselves? Yeah, it reminds me of when you were talking about the committee. Yeah. Right. So, how do we get people to shift or change those voices or to have a different kind of voice that perhaps is? more cheerleader, more supporter than critic. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love my committee to be much more of a cheerleader. I mean, they are cheerleaders occasionally, but Mm -hmm. the bar is high for them to cheer. (laughs) Yeah. And as you pointed out, I think often it's the case that we are that way for ourselves, hardest on ourselves and slowest to really uh, give ourselves acknowledgement for our accomplishments and our achievements. So I wanted to let you know, I will be answering that question in the episode just immediately following this one. So you're going to get my answer to that question. Awesome. Yeah. I wanted to say again, thank you so much for giving a peek behind your success and diving into your hard-learned wisdom. I think it's so important and so meaningful and helpful to learn from the challenges and the, I'll call them the things we often envision or imagine as stumbling blocks that are secretly just stepping stones that we're stumbling ourselves over. So I I think it's really meaningful. And I really appreciate you sharing yours and also sharing how you've come to understand them as really stepping stones, as the way you put it, scenic detours. When we have unanticipated events that kind of push us off the path we were on, 
and onto a different path. And a few of the other things that you shared today as well, such as you know how important it is to be aware of the way in which our thought process and our beliefs might be limiting us. And just because we don't know how to do something doesn't mean that we need to stop ourselves from trying to do it. And you shared some of your own experiences and how you learned that for yourself and how that became such a core part of how you approach things, how you approach your business and your growth and your career. And you also shared the nine, the ninety-seven three rule where often 97% of the things that are going on are turning out really well. And we, we fixate or focus on, or we get so swept up in that 3%. And we talked a lot about how that process of getting swept up can have really significant implications for how we experience or perceive ourselves, our businesses, even our future. And you also talked about how important it is when we get into that kind of thought process to stop, to assess, and to plan so that we can then achieve. And how important it is, and we come back to this repeatedly, is how important it is to be clear with yourself about what your epic life and dream and future looks like, and to put in the time and and energy to really plan that out or structure that out and recognize that sometimes when we feel like we've been driven off the road, we've just been given an opportunity to take a scenic detour or to find another path. And frequently that path will really take us somewhere really useful if we can see it and and really embrace it. Absolutely. Well, thank you again so much. And I really hope that all of you listening today have gotten as much as I have out of this conversation. Well, thank you for having me in and everyone have an epic day. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 